it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand on. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 170. We are right in the middle of the 2021 Expand Online Summit, which is linked up in the show notes. If you are listening in real time, go to expandonlinesummit.com and register I guarantee that it'll be worth your time. If you are listening after the summit is over, shoot me a message and I will send you over a link to gain access as well. That is for a fee because that's kind of how virtual summits work. And that's actually what today's episode is all about, hosting a virtual summit. And if it's the right thing for you, as well as I'm going to share some early takeaways from this week's summit. So I am recording this on Tuesday. I, in fact, on Tuesday morning. So the summit has been live for just over 24 hours at this point. And the reason why I've decided to record and give some real-time feedback is because I am so in the moment, okay? So let's first go to what a virtual summit is and how it benefits you as a host. In the past two episodes, we've talked about being a speaker and being an attendee for virtual summits. And now we're turning the tables into the hosting space. You will want to host a virtual summit if you are interested in collaboration with other experts and if you're really interested in moving out of the business-to-consumer model and more into the business-to-business model. Not to say that you can't run a virtual summit as a host and continue to teach your lessons. You absolutely can. But a lot of people choose to run virtual summits in order to expand themselves into working with other business owners. And that's actually why I'm hosting this summit is because I want to connect with more music teachers like you. And I felt that collaboration with these other amazing speakers was a great way to do it. So if you're thinking about hosting a virtual summit, here are a couple of pieces of quick top level advice. Make sure that you're giving yourself plenty of time at least three months, but realistically four to five months in order to create a quality product. Make sure that you understand why you are hosting the summit and make sure that you understand as you begin to reach out to speakers, what they are going to bring to the table, bring to the conversation and how they are going to help the attendee. It doesn't help to bring an A-list speaker to your summit if that topic that they talk about is irrelevant to your students. If you are wanting to go into a one-to-many model and supplement or complement what other teachers are doing, hosting a summit allows you to showcase those teachers and their one-on-one teaching and their methods and all of the other stuff while still allowing them to feel good about bringing their audience to you. Now, if you are thinking about hosting a summit, 
understand that you're going to get some no's. You're going to get some people who say no thank you for a variety of reasons and no offense should be taken. When someone says no to participating on your summit, it could be because they don't have the time, they don't see the benefit, or that they're just not interested in this modality. Don't take offense. There are plenty of amazing teachers and educators and motivational coaches and things like that who would be interested in participating and being a speaker on your summit. As far as the summit logistics go, I host my summit on WordPress. I build out all of the pages on WordPress. I have the registration on WordPress. I send the registration through to my email marketing system, which is ActiveCampaign. And I use Thrivecart to sell the all access pass, which then loops people back to my WordPress site where they are getting access to the program, which I'm housing inside of LearnDash. I just dropped a whole bunch of tech jargon, and that's not even the half of it. There are so many tools you could use for a virtual summit, and there are some that are easier, some that are harder, some that need you to bring on somebody technical, some that are designed for you to be able to run all by yourself. But let me tell you this bring on a team, bring on people to help you with the summit. There are a lot of moving parts from the speaker management to the graphic creation, to the video editing and the copywriting, to the way that the systems are set up to work together. Bringing on contractors or freelancers to help put together your summit is going to relieve so much stress. Really, truly, I was way less stressed and had way less on my plate because I have a team that helped me put it together. I had a team who helped me with the logistics and making sure that all of the assets came in on time, making sure that all the links work, making sure that everybody knew where they needed to go and what they needed to do. And I honestly believe that that is one of the reasons why the summit this year feels so successful already. So I did host the Expand Online Summit last year, but my focus was exploratory for myself. I didn't necessarily know who was going to rise to the top and be the people that I wanted to work with. You've heard the evolution of my business on this podcast. I have gone through a lot and last year was no different, but this year I have figured out who my people are and who it is that I am here to help and to serve. And because of that, the speakers, all 14 of them that I brought in, have something to offer to this specific audience, to this specific group of people, to these music educators, to people like you. And that's absolutely contributed to the success. So my original estimate was to have a about a thousand people sign up for the summit. I have not hit that number and I don't care because the number of people and the quality of people who have signed up is way better than a number can capture. 
the other thing that I really wanted was for people to see the value in the all access pass. The all access pass includes an extended access to all of the main summit sessions, plus bonus sessions, plus freebies and discounts from some of the speakers. So I wanted to make sure that that was a no brainer purchase. And it absolutely has been. I'm running at about a 10% conversion. So that means that one out of every 10 people who sign up for the summit is also purchasing the all access pass. To me, that says that these are my people. You are my people. And that is just validation that the effort that I've put in and the effort that you put in to a summit can have an ROI. That was really important to make sure that there was buy-in to the content, to the material, to the methodology. So as I said, I'm currently running at about a 10% conversion. I anticipate that getting up to 12 or 13% by the end of the summit so that people can retain access to the content. Other things that I have done for this summit is I created a 50-page playbook, which you could either print out or fill out online so that you can follow along and fill in the blanks for the sessions. It also gives a little bit of an inkling of what is going to be covered in each of the sessions. And then everybody is invited into the Expand Online community on Facebook. So we're having some really fun dynamic conversations in there. I am running a bingo contest, which helps with participation and engagement and I'm loving that because it gives another opportunity for connection and collaboration between the speakers and the attendees, between me and the attendees. It's just so much fun. And the last thing that I did for the first time this year is I added a chat widget to the website. The chat widget is just one of those little chat bubbles at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen that someone can click on and then they can have a chat with me. I have it hooked up to my phone so that we can just message one another. And it's just one other way for people to be able to communicate with me right where they are. So far, the biggest hurdle or biggest struggle I have had is that because I do 100% of my own tech, because of course I'm a technology person, is that I didn't have that checks and balance. I didn't actually run myself through the automation beforehand. And had I done that, I would have found I accidentally removed a wait until May 4th clause in two places. I thought I had removed it in only one, but I ended up sending out the day two email to a number of people, like 40 of them early. And so that was one oops, but that was really it. And one of the things that I found when I was putting the summit together in the video editing time was that my video camera was dropping frames like crazy. So I had already recorded all of the sessions, all of the bonus sessions. The only thing that I didn't have recorded yet were my sessions for the summit. And so what I had to do was buy a new webcam. I went with the video that I had with the recordings with the speakers because I wasn't going to try and splice in video of myself. That would have looked ridiculous. So I just went with it and I said, it's okay. The content is fabulous. But I knew that I needed to up my video game 
So I bought myself a brand new webcam just a few days before the summit started so that I could create my sessions anew with really good quality. That was a blunder on my part. I should have bought a new webcam a lot earlier on and I wish I had, but it happens. And truth is, only one person has made a comment about that and they totally understood. They're like, your camera kept dropping frames And I'm like, I know. And I told them that I had bought this new webcam. They said, fabulous. You know, it wasn't a distraction to the content. It was just noticeable. And I wanted to make sure you were aware of it. I think that that's kind of where I want to take us back to the beginning of should I host a virtual summit? I think that knowing why you're hosting the summit, what are you hoping to get out of the summit? Where are you wanting to lead the attendees? How are you going to network and connect and move forward with collaboration with the other speakers? Answer that first. It's always a matter of that. And then you can see if a summit is the right model for you. I think that summits are great because they're the whole philosophy of a rising tide lifts all boats. The speakers that I brought on, they are going to have their businesses grow because of the summit. They are going to have further engagement, more excitement, all of that fun stuff because they participated in the summit. And I want to make sure that if you do go down the road of hosting a summit, that you provide this opportunity to your speakers as well. But most important, make sure that you have the bandwidth to run a successful summit. As I say, at least three months. My gut feeling is five. Five months from the time that you start sending out invitations to the day the summit goes live. That to me feels manageable with everything else that you have going on in your business as you are expanding your offerings online as well. Make sure that you do this in context. Make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And absolutely, book a call with me at callwithjamie.com to see if hosting a virtual summit might be the right thing for you. I'd love to give you some pointers. And thank you via the screen for being part of the Expand Online community. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back with a brand new episode next week.